Hello, 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 hello. Family, this word today is going to be a little different. It's still a word from the Lord, but it's a um, more of a transparency I want to have with y'all, okay? Because y'all my family. I call y'all family all the time. And um, it's just transparency. That's, that's what I want to have with y'all. Um, I want to talk to you about a few things. Um, I want to give you as much as the Holy Spirit graces me to give you. But I just want to talk to you. Family, you hear all the time that you have to nail your passions and desires to the cross, right? But it's a point where you also have to nail yourself. It's a point where you actually are nailed to that cross that you have nailed all your passions and desires. Because as you begin to nail everything to the cross, you see just how much of you is there, if that makes sense. You get what I'm saying? Like, how much of me, how much, I, everything is there. And so the, you get to the point where you just have nothing. It's just nothing left. And that is something I had to come to grips with in my own life because it seemed like the more that I wanted to live, the more I died. The more I wanted to live, the more I died. And I would cry out to the Lord, you know, like, Father, like, what is going on? Why why is it that I'm trying to do what's right? I'm trying to do what's best. Why am I still having these shortcomings why isn't everything going the way that I feel like they should go right and the Lord he would answer me and a lot not a lot all of the time every time I would come give a word it's not just a word for y'all it's a word for me these words have broke me through in unimaginable ways in me unimaginable ways that I would just come on here and pour But then I would go and I would listen back and I would realize, God, you hear me. You are in the right in the midst. Like you're right here. Right. And I say that because a lot of times that you give yourself a pep talk or you might hear a conversation go up. And then you think about it. You like that. That's for me. It's because God is right there with you also. I never want to come on here and act like my life is peaches, cupcakes, and rainbows because it's not. But one thing I have is the rock. I got the rock and I will always praise the name of my Lord because he just shows me over and over and over and over again who he is. So I I wanted to first talk to you about that because that is very much so. And I want to tell you that it's a moment that you will feel forsaken. It's a plethora of moments. But there's one moment. Before everything changes. That you feel forsaken. You feel like my God, my God. Why have you abandoned me? It's a moment in that. But. 
want to tell you is beauty in that. It's beauty in that because you get to see just how much Jesus has saved you from. When you are weighed down with your sorrows, when you are weighed down with your pain, when you are weighed down with your grief, and then you have that moment of being forsaken, you feel forsaken because he's still there, but you just have that moment of feeling forsaken. It really gets to show you on a deeper level what Jesus carried for you. You know, in Isaiah 53, it says, it was our weakness that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed uh, that weighed him down. It was us. It was our things that weighed him down. And in that moment that you feel forsaken, think about Jesus. Think about how much he loves you, that he's already paid the price for that. Yes, it's a moment that he he's letting you share in his suffering. But it's to let you know that I have paid the price for this. I have paid the cost for this. This is not yours. I carried it for you. Come to me and I will take it. I will take it all. That's what that moment will provide for you. Instead of, you know, being in that pit and just being like, God has forgotten me. Think about, no, he has saved me from this. This is not who I am. But the dying, the being hung on the cross is so necessary. Because if you do not die, then he can't live. Family, I've been there not being able to get out the bed. I've been there not wanting to go and take my kids out. I've been there with having having struggles paying my bills, having to choose between what bill I was going to pay or if I was going to have enough money to, to get my kids the things they needed. I was there. I've been there trying to find somebody to love me and blaming everybody else for not loving me. I've been there. And in that moment, it didn't feel good at all. It definitely did not feel good in those moments. But now that I can look back and I can see that Jesus carried all of that for me so I don't have to. In those moments where I was feeling like I couldn't get out the bed, I couldn't move, that even a simple task as going to the bathroom seemed impossible. I felt in more and more love with Jesus because he showed me I carried it for you. That's not who you are. That's not what I've created you to be. I fell deeper and deeper in love with the Lord. And I just never want anybody, for you to look at anybody who who has a relationship with the Lord and feel like he loves that person more than you. Because no, he loves us all the same. He carried all of our weaknesses. He carried all of our sorrows. He, de- he doesn't love one more than the other. He doesn't hear one more than the other. He, he Can I talk to you about what he talked to me about yesterday? Right? I'm sorry, I'm going all over, but it's going to come back to what I was saying. Yesterday, because a lot of the times, right, the Lord will talk to me while I'm asleep. 
like I like how I'm talking to you right now. The Lord would be talking to me like that. And I know within my spirit that I'm talking to the Lord. I know although that my flesh is sleep, that I am awake, right? And one thing the Lord was talking to me about yesterday, because I had I had some questions like, Lord, why does these things keep on happening to me? Lord, why is it why does it seem like the promises are so far away, but you keep on telling me it's coming, it's coming, it's almost here, it's here, it's time, but I don't see it and I don't feel it. And the Lord, he told me, he said, What's, what, isn't one of the fruits of the spirit long suffering? And, and, and I, you know, I answered him, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I only briefly can really remember what the Lord said. He said, isn't the fruit of the spirit long suffering? Don't you know that I have long suffered for you? Don't you know? Because he said, for 28 years, I've watched you grow. And for about the last couple years is when I got to become intimate with you. I have pursued you all of your life. But these last couple years is when I finally got your attention. Right? He said, I long suffer for you. Every moment, I wanted to pull you closer. Every moment, I wanted to share my glory with you. But I long suffer for you because that is love. That is the fruit of my spirit. That's what I am. I long suffer for my people, right? And first off, that, that just made me just be like, oh, I love you so much, Jesus. But then it brought, like, as I was thinking about it, right, he, it, it was just like, God, I ask you every day to be more like you. And it's not in the way that I thought it should be. My suffering is how I become more like you. It's in my pain that I become more like you. It's in my grief that I become more like you. It's in my long suffering that I become more like you. Because I see all of God's creation suffering. I see people who are lost in this world. I see a generation that is lost. And I only can imagine the pain that my father feels. You get what I'm saying? The pain that he feels. So when we begin to walk with him and we're like, I want to be like you. We have to share in that. We have to long suffer. It builds the character of your spirit. So when you feel like things ain't happening your way, you hear these promises, right? And they take years to come past. It's because the Lord, he's building you to be like him. He's building you to walk more in the spirit as he does. And and that is the beauty, family. It's the beauty when you take a step back and you realize that all along, it was your plan to crush me. It was your plan to crush me. Because I don't live for me. I live for you. Right? And family, it blessed me. Because let me tell you something. 
in that moment that you truly feel forsaken, right? It's just a forsaken type moment. <laughs> I talked to you about mine. I had this, this moment where I just cried. I couldn't stop crying because I felt like God wasn't with me. I, that peace, that feeling that he brings me, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it. But in that moment, right, I heard the Lord say, I'm right here. I just heard him say, I'm right here. And then I started thinking about Jesus on the cross. And I started thinking about how he was saying, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Right? Why? And I began, a peace came over me. Like, I can't explain it. A peace came over me. Even though I was crying. And I realized that it's part of the process. It, it, it's so I can know him on a more intimate level. And can I tell you what the Lord said to me? He says, I always want you to remember this feeling. Because my people, my people are going through this feeling. My people feel this. We say all the time that if you don't want a relationship with God, you're going to go to hell. And, you know, sometimes we just put it off like them people, they off, they, they, they just going to go to hell, you know. But in that moment of feeling mistaken, you begin to, you, it, you don't even think about you no more. You start thinking about. Is, is this is what it's going to be like for eternity? If, if a person doesn't come back to you, is this how they're going to feel for eternity? You really begin to see, I don't wish hell on nobody. Because the only way I can explain it is you just, a part of you just feels gone. A part of you just feels non-existent. A, a part of you, it's just nothing else matters because the, the part of you that you need is not there. And I, I truly believe that the Lord causes us to go through this suffering, to understand him deeply. To be passionate about his souls as he is passionate. To lay down your life to live his life. But when you lay down your life to live his life, you begin to pour out. It's no more about what can I get? What, what can make me comfortable? How can I live? It's not that no more. But in turn, you just want. To please the Lord by getting his souls back. Because you know what it feels like to be forsaken. Although you're not forsaken, you know what it feels like. You know what it feels like. So that gives you the drive that you need to complete what the Lord has. See, in that moment of being forsaken, it completes what the Lord has to show you. That's why at the very end, Jesus had to feel forsaken because it completed the mission God sent him here for. It completed it. 
So you know, you're going to have your moment where you're going to cry. You're going to have this pain. You're going to feel lost. Right? Feel like you're missing a piece. You're missing the piece. But I want you to remember that Jesus already paid the price. Just receive his love. Everything that happened to you will make sense one day. All the pain, all the heartbreak, all the sorrow, it will make sense. It will. You are a beautifully written love story tragedy. You get me? Like you a whole, you a whole, all of that. You are, your story has been beautifully written. The Lord has a way to make pain so beautiful. Look at childbirth. That is some painful stuff. But the ending is so beautiful. It's beauty in the pain. You know, I was talking to my sister last night. And I told her, I said, you know, we already know there's no way on God's green earth that he didn't know that Adam and Eve was going to sin because <clears throat> they were already flawed. It wasn't like by a surprise. The Lord knew they were flawed, right? But I look at it like we could have had paradise from the rip. could have paradise, Right? But what we had truly appreciated the Lord, what we had wanted a relationship with him, or is it that because of the pain, because of the heartbreak, because what we know it, what it's like losing him, will we cherish him more? Now, now our paradise is going to be lit because I don't want to lose you. If we was just had it from the beginning, we would have took it for granted. We would have never understood how much I need you. You are my breath of life. You know? So, like, I I truly do thank God for that. I think I truly thank God for the sorrow. I truly thank God for the pain. Because it's in the moments, y'all. I'm not going to cry. But it's in the moments when I'm going through a battle that I, 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 for myself, know how much I love him. Because I won't let him go. And I know how much he truly loves me. Because he won't allow me to let him go. If everything was just always good, how could I know that? How could I know that? How would I have known that? And I say this because I want you to bring that back to yourself. How would you really have known that? In the moment, it don't feel good. And yes, I'm not sitting here trying to downplay your pain. But I'm trying to uplift you and build you. Because pain is pain. Pain is pain. (laughs) 
Do you know that? Do you know that pain is pain? Let us not shrink back, but let us open up to one another. Because my pain can bear witness with your pain, and your pain can bear witness with my pain. But when we got Jesus in the center, it does something. It does something different when you lay it down at the feet of the Father. It does something different, I'm telling you. Family, it's all working for your good. It's all working for your good. You are a beautifully written story. The Lord is the author and the finisher. He is the author and the finisher. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and he is the end. He got you. In the moments where you feel like he don't got you, he got you. In those moments where you are just on a glory cloud, he got you. In those moments when you are in the depths of what you feel like is hell, he got you. He got you. Just give him your yes. Give him your yes, and he will do the rest. And I wasn't even trying to rhyme, but give him your yes, and he will do the rest, okay? And all you going to have to do is rest. <laughs> this is, and it sounds so good to be true because all of your life, right, you have been looking for Jesus, Right, you've been looking. It's a part of you that's been missing, and you've been just trying to get it together. You've been trying to find, figure it out. Whether you've been trying to figure it out by always staying busy, or trying to find a man, or um, burying yourself in work, or um, trying looking at your like, like oversaturating yourself. Period. To try to fill this void with any means, like drugs, whatever. Once you finally find him, it's just, you You be like, it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. <laughs> like, I always think about the prodigal son. And, you know, he got to the bottom. Like, at first, he didn't really appreciate the fact of his inheritance because he blew it all, right? And he got all the way to, he was ready to eat with the pigs, y'all. He was ready to eat with the pigs. He was like, wait a minute. Even the higher hand at my daddy's house got something to eat. They got more than enough. I, I'm going to go back to him. He might not, he's he not going to want me to be his son no more, but I know he'll at least, maybe he'll hire me to be a servant. And when his father seen him, y'all, he said, go get my son the best. Go cook that fat and calf. Put a ring on his finger. Because mm. my son has 
come back home. He once was dead, but now he's alive. Do you know how the prodigal had to feel in that moment? Do you know how he had to feel? Uh, I can tell you how he feel. I can tell you, I tell you how he felt. He felt elated. He felt loved. He felt like, although I turned my back on you, you never let me go. That you were worried about me. That you were up at night long suffering over me. That you had been waiting for me. That you fixed everything I messed up. That's how he felt. You starting to get why that relates back to us? Do you get it? <laughs> Lay it all down at his feet and watch God move. You get what I'm saying? It was too good to be true. He was just in the pit with the pigs, ready to eat with the pigs. And he didn't even think that his dad would want him back as a son. Don't you think it felt too good to be true? Everything he needed was at home. Everything he needed was at home. And he was out squandering his money, just splurging on stuff. Right? Trust him, okay? Trust him, because your sis, I'm here to tell you, he's a he will do it. He will provide for you in every circumstance. If you are laying in that bed at night crying yourself to sleep, God will come within you and make you feel whole. He will make you feel complete. If you are laying in that bed and you feel like you can't get out, hold on, I'm about to seize you up. Okay, I sneezed. <laughs> I tried to do it quietly. I'm sorry. If you were laying in that bed at night, right? And um, you, not at night, I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all laying in the bed and you feel like you can't get up, lean on God and he will get you up. If you feel like your whole life is crumbling, Give it to God. He got that power to resurrect you. It all lies in him. It all lies in him. Just keep on, keep it on. You will make it through because God will not let you fall. I want to read you two Bible verses and your sis. Lord willing, going to be out. It's Isaiah 41, verse 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Take that for yourself. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Believe in that. Um, hold on. Let me get the other one out. Um, let's go to Romans eight thirty one. 
What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? <clears throat> if God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? <clears throat> no one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? or are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears of today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hmm. I love the part on verse 38 where it says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Because that's what I truly believe. I am convinced. Family, I done jacked up a lot and did a lot. We ain't even about to do all of that. But despite it all, that showed me nothing can separate me from you. It's by how he loves women. It's by how he gives me sunlight each day. How he has the moon to give me light at night. About how I I can give him my fears. About how he has a word right when I need it. About how I could lack, but then the Lord comes and he provides. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. (laughs) I'm convinced, baby. And I just pray that this word bless you. You are being kept by the Lord. Okay? Oh, let me read you one more thing. Hold on. Hold on. Um, hold on. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Let's go to Isaiah 26, verse 3. I'm going to read it to you out there, KJV. Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For he is 
Lord, Jehovah, is everlasting strength. For he bringeth down them that dwell on high. The lofty city, he layeth it low. He layeth it low even to the ground. He bringeth it even to the dust. The foot shall tread and tread it down, even the feet of the poor and the steps of the needy. Um, let me keep reading. The way of the just is uprightness. Thou most upright doest weigh the path of just. Yet ye in the way of judgment, O Lord, have we waited for thee. The desire of our soul is to thy name and to the remembrance of thee. With my soul, I have desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me, will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Let favor be showed to the wicked, yet will he not learn righteousness. In the land of the uprightness, will he deal unjustly, <clears throat> Sorry, and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. Lord, when thy hand is lifted up, they will not see, but they shall see and be ashamed of their envy at the people. Ye, the fire of thine enemies, shall devour them. Lord, thou wilt ordain peace for us, for thou also hast wrought all our works in us. O Lord, our God, other lords besides thee have had dominion over us, but by thee only will we make mention of thy name. They are dead. They shall not live. They are deceased. They shall not rise. Therefore hast thou visited and destroyed them, and made all of their memory to perish. Thou hast increased the nation, O Lord. Thou hast increased the nation. Thou art glorified. Thou hast removed it far unto all the ends of the earth. Alright, so I can keep reading. Keep on reading it. I mean, obviously, y'all can read it in NLT because I know it, but I know that, like, you know, the NLT, you, it's, it's more plainly. <laughs> but I wanted to just read you verse 3. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for the Lord is Jehovah, his everlasting strength. Mm. Just keep your mind fixed on him. Okay. Y'all know that uh, it's Peace. I think the woman, her name was Juanita Bynum. And that's that song, Peace. And she sings like, you are my peace. That song, right? If you just keep your mind on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. He will keep you in perfect peace. Just trust in him. But his name is Jehovah. And he is everlasting strength. Do you hear me? <laughs> I will let y'all go, family. I love y'all so, 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 so much. But let me tell you something. I can love you that much. But the most important part is that Jesus loves you. Okay? So just say that. Say, Jesus loves me. And he does. And he's getting ready to show you just how much he loves you. Okay, family? So I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.